This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor and a good Saturday evening, everybody. Welcome in to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And J-Doc, this is the one show out of uh, our monthly show that we look forward to because it's our Labor Leader Roundtable where we get to gather uh, at the Sonesta Hotel. Uh, we've got a great show lined up, uh, a room filled with super guests that are going to be part of the broadcast tonight. Uh, we kick off and we begin, however, uh, tonight uh, with the, our introduction of our first guest. We're going to cover some union news up top uh, and then roll into the program. Absolutely, Joe. This is our Healthcare Roundtable show. We've been looking forward to it for a long time here at Sonesta. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to bring in the, the president of Transport Work. Workers Union Local 234. Uh, Willie Brown, how are you, Willie? I'm fine. Thanks for having me here today. It's it's great to have you. Chris Woods touched on a couple things last week that you wanted to, um, uh, you know, uh, had some clarity. And if you would, um, tell us what you got on your mind. Well, um, I listened to your show last week, and uh, Chris Woods, he uh, put out a heartfelt concern. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to you know, assure him and everybody else that there is no problems uh, when it comes to the NWCP and uh, Local 234. Uh, this is this is sort of strange for me. Normally, uh, I'm always in a fight with SEPTA. Right. But uh, in this around here, uh, we're on the same page, so to speak. When uh, there was a press conference held, in the press conference it was said that uh, SEPTA had a toxic and racist uh, and sexist work environment. And even though that might have been a shot at SEPTA, but indirectly, that's a shot at myself and my sure. union. And uh, I've been with SEPTA for 31 years. I've been involved with the union for about 20 years. And I take great pride in uh, having my people work under, you know, good conditions. Sure. And I think it's unfair, um, and, you know, to, when you look at SEPTA, for example, 64% of the people who work there are minorities. And I think it's unfair to take a paintbrush and paint the organization what a broad as, as racist. And, uh... When it comes to the NWCP, I'm torn because I was raised up looking up to NWCP. And in, if it wasn't for that group and some of the great things they've done, we're not having this conversation now. Sure. So it, it was it was hard for me, and I was glad that Chris uh, was, uh, reached out to me, a couple other people uh, reached out to me to calm down. And you know, cause normally, as people, we want to slap right back. Right. And I thought that was a, a terrible look on the part of the NWCP. Um, I think that it, it could have been handled a lot better. Whereas uh, if there was a problem, I think I should have been reached out to or SEPTA should have been reached to say, well, look, is there a problem there? As sure. opposed to having a press conference. I don't believe that uh, any if, if you have people of different colors, because you have a problem, that does not make that a racist issue. We can disagree 
with the doubt, without it being Reese's. And one thing I would like to refresh the listeners, last week Chris Woods, who's our, co- uh, our co-host on the show, and now he's in the big chair. He's not here tonight because of prior engagement. But last week he started the show off by, you know, a heartfelt, uh, you know, wanting to TWU, 234, and and NAACP. Obviously hopes everything, you know, everybody works everything out. And that's what you're referring to. Correct, correct. And, um, at, you know, after the press conference, everything took place, uh, I reached out to NAACP to find out what was going on. And um, it was almost like he... They took the Donald Trump approach to politics. Sure. Uh, originally, he said it was um, a racist environment, and people were discharged because of their color. When we challenged on that, then he moved to say it was a toxic environment. So when we challenged him on that, then he said that it was an environment where he said six women had come forth and said that uh, they had been approached for sexual favors, and when they didn't uh, succumb, that they were being targeted. But as of today, SEPTA has reached out to him. We've you know, reached out to him. Nobody's come forth with any information. We can't fix a problem if we don't know what the problem is. And today's society, you know, if, if there are women out there who, who are being assaulted or being abused or, or harassed, I would hope that they would come forth and say, here's who these women are. On my staff, if you don't want to talk to me, I have five women on my staff who you could talk to. I'm sure SEPTA has a ton of women there. You could talk to any one of the, the managers there, and they, they would help you. I don't want women to be out there and feel as though they can't go to anybody. But, again, when that was brought up, as of yet, I haven't heard anything. Or I, we don't know who these women are. SEPTA has reached out to me. I'm telling them I have no idea who these women are. SEPTA has no idea who these women are. It was just something that was said and not substantiated by any fact. But if there are women out there, I would hope they would please come forth and say, look, I'm having a problem. So we could, I don't tolerate that. And my experience with SEPTA, they don't tolerate that. Willie Brown joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on a gorgeous night in Philadelphia on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Willie is the president of the Transport Workers Union, TW Local uh, 234. Willie, let me ask you, where do we go from here? Where does this conversation go from here? Well, I'm going to send a letter to the WCP, reach out to them again, and see if we can sit down and talk. I know SEPTA reached out to them. They had three meetings so up. Three meetings set up, from my understanding. The first meeting, the head of NWCP came in and met. The second meeting, he didn't show up, but he called a press conference. The third meeting, he showed up. But from my understanding, it wasn't even a situation where he was seemed to be concerned about what was going on. It was. It appeared to be something else there. So uh, when Seth reached out to him again, he says, well, I'm only going to meet with you if you meet with these individuals who he brought to the stage who he said they were fired. And just, just to give you an example, if, I'm, I've been a president for a while. But I'm mature enough to understand. I want nobody to be fired. But what we do is a very important job. I pick my, my people pick up your family. We ride you know, big vehicles behind you. We need people out there who are going to do what they're supposed to do. And I looked up on the stage, and he, he hasn't given us any names, but because of my experience with these people, we have an individual up there who we want an arbitration case for him who uh, stabbed one of my members and attempted to shoot my member, went to jail for two years, came home, arbitrated the case, on a technicality, got this individual back to work, but yet this individual sitting on stage saying that SEPT is being discriminatory against me. Somebody needs to tell me how... Something's not adding up. Exactly. And, you know, we're supposed to pick you up. We have another individual, the main spokesperson, who was saying that she was fired because of her color. Well, she had eight years on the job, and if you told the time that she took off sick, 
it was almost two years. So when you look at that, if I'm supposed to pick you up on a corner, and if I'm out sick, how do you how do you get picked up? Now, I have to change. You know, I, I fight Sept all the time. We've had strikes that I've been in charge of 05, 09, uh, 14. We I don't have a problem with that. Right. But the way things are now, we don't have the same uh, leeway we used to have before. We were the only game in town for a long period of time. But now when you have to look at it from a business standpoint, we have competition. We have Uber. We have Lyft. We are um, we drop about in double digits of lost revenue as far as riders. Well, these people are not people to win. They are people to lose. And we have to make certain changes. No changes have to be from our standpoint from the union as well as, as from SEPTA. Willie Brown with us here on Saturday Night Live. Do you have something, J-Dog? No, I was going to say, I mean, you've had, obviously, never, you, you don't have a history of a, issues with the NAACP. You obviously, you've had a good relationship there. Certainly an odd situation. You can't, you, you haven't been able to get any, any transparency with the individuals. Uh, you reached out to them. When's the last time you reached out? Uh, the day after I saw the um, press conference, I called. And I, still, I spoke to uh, Mr. Rodney Muhammad. I tried to explain to him. I said, look, we have problems like everybody else, but no more than nobody else, you know. Uh, I tried to explain to him, but it was almost like I was talking to myself. Like he didn't, it, it was like it was something up there other than what the, the claim they were making. And these are typically grievances that would come to your desk before. Correct. Yeah, okay. There you go. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming on the I show, Willie. And, and certainly adding clarity to where... Uh, what Chris Woods was saying last week, and uh, whatever we can do for for TW two thirty four and yourself, um, we're here for you. Hopefully, the, the the entire situation gets resolved. Thanks for having me. And just one more thing: if, if there are any women out there, if there's any truth to it, if six of you out there saying that you've been discriminated against, or harassed, please come forth. Doors of I will take you personally myself. I have five women on staff. Whatever you need, EOC. Come forth and let us know. Willie Brown joining us here on Saturday Night Live on Philly Labor. Uh, right here as we broadcast to you from uh, the Sinesta. Willie Brown, a very uh, powerful man uh, uh, in the city of Philadelphia, a very visual man in the city of Philadelphia, uh, and we, he joins us here tonight. And as Chris Wood said last week, Jay Doc, uh, on the show, the, um, the extension of uh, bringing everybody together uh, at the studios is certainly an option as well, and it's there for uh, you as well. We're going to get to our first commercial break. Here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Stay with us. We've got a great show back in a moment. All presented by Pond, the Hockey Stern, and Giordano, fueled by Teladoc. Uh, and driven by our good friend Jim Stevenson up at Chapman Ford, who has been serving the union community for now 33 years uh, up on the boulevard, providing incredible support uh, for uh, no matter what the unions need. Jimmy uh, Stevenson has been phenomenal. Contact Jimmy up at uh, Chapman Ford. We've got a great show. It's our live round table from the Sinesta uh, Hotel. We do it every month, once a month. Uh, we get together. I'm sorry, J-Doc, I had to pull you from your meal. Uh, but it won't it, happen again. The, it's le- first. the leftover will be there uh, after the show. Uh, I appreciate that, Krause, because I was kind of traumatized, <laughs> as you well know. Um, this is going to be a fantastic show. A lot of great people on the show. We're going to talk, it's our healthcare roundtable. Uh, welcoming Bill Ross, executive director of News Guild 10 uh, here in Philadelphia, into the broadcast. Bill, how are you? I'm fine. Thanks for having me. Uh, Christine Bonaducci, who's the president of CMB Consulting, also with the uh, News News Guild Labor. 
consultant. Uh, Christine, welcome Thank to you. the broadcast. Betty and Christine, let me say we've been waiting a long, long time yes, to, get we that, have. to get that headset on, so yes, it's nice we to have. have it here. Well done. Great to be here. We have Sam Kenish, uh, Administrator of Teamsters Local 830 of the Employee Benefits Fund. Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Bill. And uh, we have Betty Long. Uh, from Guardian Nurses here as well. Welcome to the show. Happy to be here. And so, Jay Doc, will you do me a favor? Will you be a radio guy and push that microphone? I'll do the best I can, Thank Joe. Much, I'm sir. too busy and worried about the, the dessert I'm watching over to making sure Greg Wagner Jr. doesn't <laughs> jump on it. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about health care here. Uh, obviously a major topic with, you know, in, in our labor union. Sam, as, as, a, uh, as a fund, a benefit employment uh, funds, manager for 830, one of our great Teamsters unions. Um, tell me a little bit about how, uh, what, what a priority and how big a deal health care is in the unions. We're used to having the top stuff. How is, how is the health care situation affecting us in yeah. labor? Uh, Joe, it's a super challenge, right? Uh, uh, for years and years, um, you know, we, we, it becomes the number one thing that we, we do at the bargaining table. Uh, it comes before wages. It comes before pension these days. Uh, Health care is, is, the, is the thing. And when you think about it, in our situation, for instance, I'm covering about, let's say, 1,800 families. Uh, spending about $35 million is my budget for the, for the current year to cover 1,800 families for health care. And, and you, you said it. When we're, when we're collectively bargaining, we're at the bargaining table. And this goes for all, all of our unions. One of the thing, two of the things that are always on the table are our health care and our retirees' benefits. Yep. And, um, you know, I want to bring in uh, Christine Bonanducci, um, you know, because Christine represents uh, Teladoc and um, it's and uh, also a member of News Guild 10. And, um, uh, Christine, if you will, tell us a little bit about what Teladoc does and how it helps uh, benefit labor, right. uh, you know, in, in, in these situations with our health care benefits. Right. Excuse me. Call a Dr. Plus is a service provider of Teladoc, and Teladoc is a telemedicine program, a service that provides uh, access 24/7 for members uh, to qualified or quality health care. U.S. board, uh, U.S. certified board doctors, uh, anywhere they are in the United States. Um, and its whole purpose, and it's, it takes pride in working with the, the unions to help them save money uh, in their health and welfare funds. Well, the interesting thing is people would be listening and wonder, wonder how that happens. Bill Ross, uh, bringing you in the picture, you, you, you as a representative of the News Guild 10 have been utilizing an alternative um, you know, opportunity and alternative service uh, because, you know, you, you, you've been in uh, collectively bargaining, you know, with, with, with the owners of, of uh, the newspapers. Tell us how uh, an alternative health care source like a teledoc um, helps, your, helps you in collective uh, sure. bargaining. For about four years ago, we rolled out the telemedicine program uh, through Chris and called Dr. Plus as an additional benefit to our members because we had such high emergency room visits. And Aetna had warned us, you, you know, your renewal is going to be very high because you have too many members running to the emergency room. Uh, after year one, we cut about 150 emergency room visits out because our members had teledoc. They're able to call a doctor for a common cold, sore throat, pink eye, earache. And members were educated not to run to the emergency room for $1,100 normally on average, but to utilize this benefit, not only for them, but for their kids 
and their spouse. It covers a family. So for four years, we've had it uh, saved thousands of, of dollars by this benefit. Uh, our members' utilization is is really very, very, very good. How many members? We have right now. We have over six hundred covered by the benefit. All right, so six hundred members plus their families. Plus their families, correct? And unlimited. So you could have five family members. They're all covered. We initially paid the premium for this benefit. There's no copay for the member. There's no deductible, and we've seen the utilization in all our shops. Uh, average, you know, 30% and more, in some cases, 100% utilization. Is, it, is this a fair statement? Is it safe to say that the savings, the, the amount of savings, substantial? Substantial. Hundreds and thousands of dollars in renewal um, premiums when we were, were covered under one of the large carriers. Sam, um, question, and I know this from being a member of the Ironworkers Union. Uh, we're so used to, you know, having the, the best of the best and and you know our members the, the question is are they do they understand the issues i've been at my own union meetings where my father who's you know who's handling the funds um he's got members yelling up at him screaming at him like he's the one who's charging him more money and uh you know so and and yet even with all the issues with health care the members still want the best is there a disconnect or are our members learning more I think they're starting to learn more, and we're trying to do our best to educate them. Uh, the program that we initiated about five years ago with Guardian Nurses um, is part of that strategy where, you know, our folks know that, you know, we are, we're trying to help them to do a better job at managing their health care dollars and managing their health. Uh, so that's really, really important. But there still exists a disconnect. And, you know, we get, we pay, you know, for very, very good quality benefits, as you know. Uh, labor does that. But we get a fixed bag of money every few years at the table to work with. And so our job is to try and eke out every ounce of value out of that money that we get. Let's bring in Betty Long, uh, Sam. You mentioned Betty Long, founder of Guardian Nurses, healthcare advocates, joins us here. Uh, Betty, thank you. Let me bring you into the conversation, give you the floor to weigh in your thought. <laughs> On health care? Yeah. How long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a roll Set. cue. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we started um, Patient Advocacy Group 15 years ago to help patients figure out the decision-making in an acute situation. So we were talking earlier at dinner that, you know, when you get diagnosed with something, you, you know, you kind of go deer in the headlights, you don't know what to do, what to ask. And we have nurses who will shepherd members and their loved ones through the system. We'll go with them to accompaniments, to physician visits. We'll visit them in the hospital to make sure their care is appropriate. And so we're really, it's a high-touch service in addition to the call doc. So that's kind of like, you know, as Bill said, you know, uh, sniffles or colds. We're more of the, the high-touch, the scary stuff, the cancers, the heart disease. And we're there to shepherd patients through. So it's a much more high-touch model. Uh, Bill Ross, um, as a labor leader, uh, somebody who represents individuals uh, who are, are used to, you know, getting the best of the best, um, how have the members been, in, and, and how are they at first uh, bringing in an alternative solution uh, that not only helps them physically and, and, and uh, but also helps them at the bargaining table? How, but, but, but initially, what was the reaction? Uh, they were excited initially that we were going to roll a different benefit out provided by the union. Now, speaking of the best of the best, Sam and Betty are both both represent our members as well. So we're part of their fund. Uh, our members now have access to Betty's nurses, and Sam is our administrator. So we all have the best of the best, including Teladoc and Blue Cross and Blue Shield as our health care provider. But 
Change is, you know, nobody likes change, but when you're saying there's a benefit, use it, educate the members on it. Um, we saw the results by, by, by really, you know, urging them to use the benefits. Did the, mem- would the, did the members resist it? No, they no. just didn't know. No, we they just, just need to be, it. Well, they, and they need to activate their account. They need to sign their family members up. It took me a year to do that. Exactly. You, you, it took me you nine months. Well, you, I'm a member. I'm I happy got. to say you're both members of our of our local. So well, Bill uh, Ross came to my house directly. And anybody who doesn't know who Bill Ross is, he's a very powerful man. Let's just get that straight. But no, no, no question about it. I mean, um, you know, it's something new that you're jumping, but the benefits are incredible. Correct. Uh, it, 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 Betty, yes. uh, you've, been, now you've been in the union space for a long time. Yes. Um, what... When you put guardian nurses together, did you see, because there's a lot of stuff going on now, but you've been doing this for a long time. What was your inspiration initially? Um, my inspiration was my Aunt Betty and Uncle George, who <clears throat> Uncle George had a bleed in his brain. When he went to Jefferson, the doctor was telling my Aunt Betty, who was 80 at the time, wow. we're going to put a breathing tube down your husband's throat. And she said, okay. And I thought, oh, no, no, that's not a good idea. So that was really what started my idea. Well, it's interesting because... And I just, I, I was in the hospital myself and you, you, recently with surgery and I had a, man, you're getting hit by so many people and every new person coming in is saying, you know, they're taking a new chart. They want, and you're like, doesn't, doesn't everybody know what the heck's going on here? But there's a lot of layers. You guys manage those layers, Correct. which really is a huge deal, especially medications and all those things. So um, you, we'll, I definitely want to touch more on that. You know, Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll get to a break when we come back. Two more individuals in the room who we'll bring into the conversation. Uh, good chatter going on on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, live from the Senesta. And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, Christine, you can join me and giving a shout out to Hank. We're sorry that he could not uh, join us this evening, but I hope he's listening uh, to the live broadcast. Again, we've been uh, trying to put together um, this type of a conversation for about a six-month period, so I'm glad, Bill, that we were uh, able to get everybody uh, into the room uh, under a very calm, uh, peaceful (laughs) approach to going into a live radio program, and I'm glad everybody is here, but a shout out uh, to Hank as well. And again, Bill, thank you uh, so much for sitting up here uh, at the head table. We're going to move along in the broadcast. Two segments to go, and I I understand from a listening standpoint, we have a lot of different conversations coming at you. Uh, Liz Hanbridge is uh, here. uh, Hanbridge, right? Liz Hanbridge. um, She is a candidate for, uh, for state representative in the 61st District. She is endorsed by the AFL-CIO. She's part of the uh, conversation uh, and our good friend of the show, Sal Patty, uh, who has, uh, the last time Sal was with us, he uh, came to the studio and he brought six bottles of wine, J-Doc. He only brought two this evening, uh, but that's because he knows that I gave you my three last time uh, and you left with all six. <laughs> no comment. I don't, I, I don't recall. Sal Patty, just for the benefit of the listening audience, if you don't know, uh, Sal is the regional managing director, the senior vice president of PNC uh, Wealth Management, right, Sal? Um, and in Philadelphia, New Jersey, and Delaware, is that right? That's correct. I got it all. So welcome to you, sir. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you, uh, you know, uh, I just said to Sal, he's moving up the ladder so fast, I'm losing track of his <laughs> titles here. And they're getting longer, for crying out loud. Uh, when I saw senior vice president, I'm like, wow. And then I, yeah. uh, we're going to, uh, so we're going to get to Sal, of course. Uh, 
Uh, but what I want to, you know, like you introduce Liz, Liz, Liz Handbridge, uh, who's a state rep candidate. Like Joe, you said, uh, AFL-CIO endorsed. Liz, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Well, it's great to have you here. Um, you got the endorsement uh, from the, the PA AFL-CIO. What yes. Did, what did that mean to you? Uh, it meant a lot. I'm, I'm really committed to labor and making sure that people have the opportunity to, to work, to make a good living, and to have the dignity in retirement that, that unions afford. Uh, Let me put you on the spot for a minute. Okay. All right, if you don't mind. You're not going to start off easy with me here at the no, first no. show. Thanks. <laughs> I know how it goes. <laughs> One thing to say you're committed, mm-hmm. another to be committed. Your thought to that. I agree. I think you have a lot of people that come in the door. Um, and they, they don't realize the importance of building relationships and continuing with it. Um, and I do want to make the commitment, and I have made the commitment with the union and labor leaders that I've talked to about the importance of, of opening that dialogue and, and continuing with that dialogue. Everyone has, well, not everyone because I'm on a radio show. I'm not giving my cell phone out. But um, people have my, my direct contact information. I want to continue this dialogue because... I won't always know when I'm in Harrisburg the impact of votes on all of your members. I want to hear from you. It's important to me to keep that dialogue going, and it's important to me that people can have good lives and that we're not forgetting the people that are working. Sure. I mean, no question. And, and uh, obviously, uh, you know, this is our, our health care roundtable. On your platform, uh, health care is, is a part of it. Tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was really impressed with what I've heard you that you've been doing with your members because a lot of the things that people need are, are preventative care. We we can't constantly live in a state of only if it's enough of an emergency to go to the emergency room and, and never have this sort of preventative access. And then when people have things that are going on that are really heavy duty, they need to have people to talk to so that they understand what's going on. A lot of hospitals have hospitalists nowadays because you've got 47 different specialists telling you 25 different things. And we want to make sure that people know what's going on. But we have places all over the world that have better health care than we do and better health care access. And, and people can't live their lives if they're worried about how they're going to pay for their medicine. And they can't live their lives if they're worried about their children's care. Sam, let me get an answer for you on this question. Sam Kanish, Administrator, Teamsters Local, uh, 830th Employee Benefit Funds. List of priorities for the employees. Where does health care rank? Oh, there's not even a question. It's number one. Not even a question. You know, uh, pension, we've had issues with pension for a number of years now. Uh, people are, are, you know, finding ways to try and work around that to, to make sure that when it comes time to retire, they have enough money to live on. But if they can't afford to, to have decent health care today for themselves and for their children, uh, that's a huge, huge problem. One thing, Sam, you, you've been instrumental in developing a program at Temple University Hospital in Philadelphia to better manage heart disease. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm really excited about that program. This goes back to what I said about, you know, labor Labor has to kind of, is standing at the forefront of a lot of these initiatives because it has to. Again, we get a big uh, fixed bag of money every few years. If we don't do our best to try and spend that money wisely, right? In the case of the heart disease program, uh, we're changing with this program the way heart disease is managed uh, in the region. And, and the way we're doing it is to manage it uh, differently than what conventional medicine has been traditionally doing. Heart is a huge issue. It kills more men and women every year than any other disease, all cancers combined, right? And uh, we haven't made much headway with heart disease in a long, long time. Uh, the program that we're, uh, we've initiated with Temple uh, takes an entirely different approach. We simply do a, a scan that measures coronary calcium, which, is, uh, which happens to plaque as it matures. And we can measure over time how grows 
And by doing that, we can assign a risk to a patient, and we can help them to manage that risk by keeping the progression at a minimum level. And if we can do that, we can keep them from having a heart attack and stroke. How, what inspired you to get involved with that? About, uh, geez, 15 years ago, uh, there was a, a program that was uh, seated at uh, Presbyterian <laughs> Hospital called HeartCam. And these folks came to us just tell us about the scan that they were doing. Uh, and we, we bought in uh, and offered the scan to our members. And at the time, it was simply meant to be a way of, of telling folks that they really did have heart disease and should do something about it. But uh, later on, we realized that there was much more powerful uh, potential in this scan, and that was that we could measure over time the progression of disease. And if we keep disease at a certain level of progression, as I said, you know, we can essentially eliminate heart attack and stroke. Bill, as you listened to Sam speak about that and you shared in our previous segment about how powerful and how meaningful Teladoc has been for all of your members, everything today is cutting edge. We don't know as we sit here at the Senesta tonight what tomorrow will be, but there will be new technology. There will be a way for us to self-diagnose ourselves, perhaps with an app on our smartphone, perhaps already uh, that is out there. Um, but to me, as I sit here, it appears to me that the Teladoc program in itself allows people to be able to handle or accept healthcare a little bit easier. Is that a Fair yeah, because no? yeah, it's simple, and it's not missing a day of work if your child's sick. It's, it's using an app to call a doctor. They call you back within 10 minutes. I've used it five times in the past four years. I call from my car. Within 10 minutes, I get a call, and I pick up a prescription at CVS on my way into the office, Firstworth Road or near a pink eye, whatever. And it, it has been a lot easier. Using our regular benefit plan through Blue Cross and Blue Shield and, and Sam's uh, administration of that, um, we have great coverage, and our members know if they need to go to the hospital, the emergency room, that 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 coverage is there through Blue Cross and Blue Shield, and and um, you know we're covered. We feel like we're covered all the way around, even if we need Betty's group to help out, and that's key. And I don't think our members have utilized it uh, so much at this point. That may be a good thing, but it's there for them, and if they need it and they're confused and they need advice or help, Betty's nurses and Betty are there. Uh, Christine, tell me t- uh, the process of. Of, of telemedicine. Yeah, the the te- to your point, Joe, the technology has made uh, individuals far more comfortable with the use of telemedicine. Um, you know, it's it's so easy. Once once they get they're enrolled into the program, they activate their account. Um, you know, they set up a call. They have the consultation with the doctor. They can either do it on demand through the internet, on the phone, on their you know on an app, download the app. Um, and uh, if they schedule an appointment, the doctor will call them at their at their convenience, um, and then they have the consultation. And if they'll go through the symptoms, do the diagnosis, and then prescribe uh, medicine medication, you know, if it's required. And uh, then that's all kept track of the employee's record. They can send a copy to their primary care physician. Um, so they have a track, you know, they have the track record of having those those consultations, and it's unlimited for them and their family members. Uh, Betty Long, one of the things that Sam just talked about was heart disease, the number one killer in America. Well, surprisingly, uh, people will, uh, you know, be really surprised to know that medical uh, mistakes are are some are, are in the top five for 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 um, causing deaths in America. Your service coordinates a lot of those really important things. 
Uh, does it help limit mistakes? Uh, you know, so you know because there's somebody overseeing the whole process. Absolutely. I, I had a nurse uh, this past week who walked into a patient's room. He had diverticulitis. He was he had antibiotics hanging, and it was the wrong antibiotic. And she said to the nurse, "And let me let me ask you what this? Why are you hanging that?" And she's like, "Well, that's what we do here." And she's like, "Well, that's not the right drug." So. We got the doctor to change the drug, and he got discharged like the next day. Liz, let me give you last word of the segment. Absolutely. Um, I know labor has been at the absolute forefront of making sure that people have good coverage for medicine, good coverage for wages and things like that. Um, we need to make sure that this, these services are extended to more people. And just thank you to labor for, for really putting this at the forefront. It's a health care conversation tonight on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Why do we have the regional managing director and senior vice president of PNC Wealth Management uh, with us as part of the conversation? Because as you can see, Sal, it's all about the incredible amount of expense that goes into health care, goes into retirement, and all of that. That conversation and all of that uh, factors into this conversation tonight that we have started. We'll get to a commercial break, and when we come back, Sal Patty uh, will join us in the conversation. Jay Doc will continue along, and we'll continue with our great panel here on a Saturday night. Back in a moment. And back here on a Saturday night, it's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. A couple of programming reminders as we come to you on what is the final Saturday uh, of the month of September, and we transition into the month of, Octo- uh, of October. Uh, stay with us as we get into and we approach the midterms. Uh, we'll have some midterm election specials uh, on week two, three, and four uh, in the month of October. So some good stuff there. And then a programming reminder for tomorrow night, tune in to Legal Eagles Radio with Sam Pond, all coming to you on Sunday night. Uh, six o'clock normal start time for Legal Eagles with Sam Pond. Uh, tomorrow's start will be following the Phillies finale uh, tomorrow. So Sam may get on a little bit later uh, than six o'clock, but we'll have that tomorrow, J-Doc. Yeah, the, the Phillies finale, huh? Could we be happier about that? Um, so... Uh, I'm happy to bring in Sal Patty of PNC Bank. Sal, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Listen, Sal's a great uh, friend to labor, has done incredible things with the labor movement. Uh, if you will, just, uh, you know, a little shout out, but also, you know, tell, tell the Delaware Valley, you know, where, you're, where the rubber meets the road in, in your relationship with labor. Absolutely. Thank you. So, yeah, you know, we've had, uh, PNC has had a, a longstanding commitment with the labor community. Uh, from a lot of different uh, advantages, so we, uh, you know, from a from a banking perspective, uh, we have an integrated approach uh, where we, you know, want to do their, their their regular banking, but then more importantly, uh, we want to be that advisor. Uh, we have some clients here tonight that we share some some great stories where we are we're in managing their the Taft Hartley funds and and growing those funds. Like we're talking about healthcare, right, and the cost of healthcare. And provided that the markets are, are moving and trending in the right direction, we want those funds to increase, right? And which will allow them to be able to meet the expenditures that these members are, are incurring, right, on behalf of the union. Well, uh, you know, we, we always love having you on the program. Yeah. We, we, great friend of labor. And so, you know, we, we, we appreciate you that. You know, Sal, when I hear Sam say that the number one priority 
without question, no hesitation at all, is health care. And I am assume, Sam, you mean the expense or the cost of health care on, right. on an individual basis, from a local basis, from a standpoint of all of your members and all of your costs. Uh, that, to me, is an example of another example, Sal, of where that rubber meets the road, Absolutely. per se. Um, but that's real. That's real life for us. Absolutely. Sam. Absolutely true. Uh, you know, uh, years ago, I wouldn't show up at a bargaining table. Now I'm at every single bargaining table talking about health care, every single one. We talked about educating your members. Um, how much a part of that, of, of your job, is handling both sides? And, you know, handling being at the bargaining table and then dealing with the members who can be rowdy dogs when, you know, when, when, when they see a health care increase. Yeah, I spend the bulk of my time on health care. have done that the entire time I've been in this role, which is now 20 years. Um, and, uh, and it's been the most challenging thing that I do in my everyday life, without question. Uh, Betty, your, your most challenging uh, you know, part of your job on dealing with the members? Uh, free will. Because we can, we can lead someone and guide them, but in the end, they get to choose whether or not they either see a doctor or, you know, follow the doctor's orders. So, free will. Uh, Christine, uh, talk about, you know, you, you are at the forefront of, of what you do, you know, mm -hmm. a pioneering, if you will, in labor and introducing, uh, you know, telemedicine to the labor unions. Um, what are the challenges? What have they been? And, 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 and what has the response been to those who finally give it a shot? Yeah, uh, the, the challenges have been getting the members to w understand the total benefit, not only to their future costs and expenses to them for health care coverage, but also the convenience as well as the cost savings to them as well. I mean, if you look at uh, every time a member utilizes Teladoc, instead of going to their primary care physician, urgent care, or the emergency room, their labor union or their fund is saving close to $500, uh, especially if it's a self-funded um, uh, a, a self-funded healthcare plan. They're recognizing those savings immediately. So. Not only do we educate the members on how to actually use Teladoc, but the more we educate them on your union is providing this benefit so that they can keep your health care costs down. Sal, as the, as the keeper of the coins, you yes. know, per se. Um, can we have a key, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> when you factor in the expense amount right. and the dollar amount, in the big picture, when you're looking at everything, um, it's significant, and it's going to continue to go. It's going to continue to rise, no matter what we do. Right. What's the answer? How do you combat that? You know, it's uh, it's a combination of a few things, right? So I think we're hearing today to be more proactive, right? You know, uh, you know the heart scans and everything else, right? And then, uh, you know, from a, from an investment and wealth standpoint, personal wealth standpoint. It's really making sure that uh, your advisors, right, are doing the prudent things with your dollars, right? So we, we talk about retirement, and when you get into that retirement stage, you start to think of a lot of different things, right? This is where we come in as being that trusted advisor and having that, 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 re that relationship with the individuals to be able to plan out from a, a wealth strategy perspective. Hey, you know, you worked extremely hard. 
you know, you know you're going to get rising cost of insurance. You know, let's work on an integrated approach to make sure that there's enough funds available for you and your family over time so that what you, you, you could, you know, be able to combat the issues that are out there, right? So it, it, is, it is huge, right? And the more uh, uh, consultative and information that you have, the better off you're going to be. Liz, um, if you get the opportunity, and we're going to do everything we can to make sure you, you have a seat at the table in Harrisburg, uh, alternative opportunities and, and, and uh, trends in healthcare. Um, how will you how will you be a conduit to those new opportunities out there in in Harrisburg? Well, beyond the opportunities we've heard about today, um, state legislatures and, and groups in both Nevada and California have actually enacted laws to talk about the um, prescription drug cost increases and making sure that there's transparency there, making sure that our legislature is looking out for individuals to make these these rising costs why it's happening, make it more clear, and make sure that people can afford their health coverage going forward. Bill, when you, when you go to the bargaining table, what, what kind of, uh, what does it feel like when you, when you can divert costs and you have tools uh, and services that are top quality and you can bring that to the bargaining table to save money on funds and, and make that a part of the negotiation? Sure. Th- I think most employers will recognize that and work with us if they're savings for both sides. It should be shared by the by the employees, clearly. And uh, wage increases today are almost unheard of, but that should be the focus if we can contain the health care costs, which, which we have pretty much under control right now. So. A couple of minutes left in the show. I want to start and give everybody 30 seconds to give everybody just a closing thought. Uh, I'm sorry the show went so quickly, but it does go quickly. Right. Um, uh, let's start uh, with Sal. Uh, sure. Closing mark, 30 seconds. Absolutely. So the focus of wealth management, PNC Wealth Management, is to make sure that we're that trusted advisor, that we're making hardworking individuals become wealthy, then from there become affluent, and most importantly, for them to be philanthropic over time. Bill? Um, again, just, just being educated, making sure our members know that there are benefits and tools out there for them. Um, our health care provider and our health care administrator's office answers calls at 9 and 10 o'clock at night, calls our members back. Um, but be, be educated and take advantage of what we provide for, for, to you. And, and be smart enough to know what you don't know. Correct. It's so important, uh, so important to uh, get educated. Well done. Nice job. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Christine, all yours for 30 I seconds. I would love to... Uh, uh, encourage labor unions to learn more about telemedicine and also learn more about the Delaware Valley Healthcare Coalition because Call a Doctor Plus is now uh, the endorsed telemedicine program uh, for that coalition. Um, And I would love to get them to fully understand what the benefit is and the cost savings and the benefits to not only their their employees, their members, um, as well as their, uh, their their locals. Good stuff. Well done. Thank you. And again, a shout out uh, to Hank, who couldn't be here. Sam? Well, I would, yep, I would say, um, you know, this, this system is incredibly complicated. We built around health care in this country. And if we're going to have any shot at solving this health care crisis, we gotta, we got to get uh, the help that people need to them, like the nursing program we're doing at Teamsters Local 830, uh, so that they can have an expert at their side helping them to do what needs to be done. And uh, Betty, I'll come to you. And then Liz, I'll give you last word. Okay. Uh, so as a nurse, I'm going to encourage all patients and all folks listening who are interacting with the health care system to know your benefits, right, and to, if you have an issue, to get a second opinion. 
Good keep stuff. Well done. Liz, you get the floor, you get last word. <laughs> and your AFL-CIO endorsed. I am. Vote. Every election matters. Every vote matters. And you really need to make sure that you are hiring people that are going to serve you because public servants are meant to serve you and that we need to work together better. All right. Good <laughs> done. Well, uh, well said. Thanks to everybody for being here. J-Doc, I've got a little bit of time for you. Do you oh. have anything to say? You normally do. I'll give you <laughs> No, uh, I just want to thank everybody, seconds. everybody for coming in, educating, for providing what you provide to our union members, and and being a voice for working families. Uh, you're serving everybody well. Special thanks to Willie Brown, the president of the TWU Local 234, as well, for coming into the big show tonight. And a special thanks to the Sinesta Hotel uh, for hosting us, for Glenn and Dave back in the studio, uh, for our engineer on site, uh, Nick. Thank you very much. And of course, on behalf of all of our listeners. On a Saturday night, including J. Doc. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.